This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Once again, today for Pat Stu and Jeffy, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, starting off the terror attack in Berlin at the Christmas market. A horrible, horrible attack in the Christmas market. And, you know, right off I heard people speculating that, you know, maybe it's Islamic terrorism or whatever. But, you know, it couldn't possibly be that. You know, why I mean. Why does right. everyone have even to though, jump I know. I don't know well, why I they love, have to jump to this. But ISIS even is saying, no, 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 we did it. No, Carrie, please. No, come on. It's Christmas. Parking spaces are difficult to find. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who still shops locally? Right. Right. right? Old people. Right. Put off the brake. Clearly, that's what it was. There it couldn't go. possibly be Islamic no, 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 terrorism. No, 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 we did it. We did it. We did it. We did it. <laughs> right. No, stop it. You Quiet, didn't do it. You. This has frustrated me for so long when it comes to these attacks, where... Right off, you have people, it's got to be terrorism, and they have no information. Right. Or people going, it's absolutely not terrorism. How about we get a little of information, and mm-hmm. if it is terrorism, let's call it that. There have been terrorists that are not uh, based on their extremist Muslim views. Why are you talking Many crazy? Many times there are. I know. Why, Why is this so difficult? So Why is this so <laughs> difficult for people to get, right? You, they they obviously it. want this to be always, and I'm talking all sides, all people, part of their agenda, unless their agenda is just the truth. Clearly, this was an Islamic attack. So, okay, yeah. question. Did the driver, um, I know he's detained, and I know he's a refugee from Pakistan. Did he claim terrorism? Did he claim that it is his terrorist act or that he is just a really bad driver? Was I was I incorrect? I thought I read somewhere that he that the driver actually. Um, was, yeah, but there were there were two, there were two. Yeah. Like I said, there were two. One of them one is dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second one is not in custody. We had breaking oh, news a was. little bit ago. He was. I missed the breaking news. Yes, oh, a little bit ago, we found out that me. he was not. <laughs> it, they got the guy, and they're like, "Okay, we got the yes. other guy. He's in custody." And yeah. then they're like, "Okay, this isn't him." So oh, I don't know. Yeah, so it's not him. Uh, at least that's the last I heard. Unless it's changed again just in the last few minutes, it's not him. They say he is still at large and armed. Now, folks, in today's world, we've got some shifts when it comes to terrorism and how this plays out. Number one, the truck attacks are really, really common now. Why? It's right. low-tech. It's cheap. They're everywhere. You could get it done, and you could cause a lot of havoc, a lot of death, and a lot of terrors. It's really easy yeah. to do. The other way is these people are willing to die for their beliefs, mm-hmm. but they're not willing to just lay down and die. They want to create as much damage. See, in the past, yes. you'd say, I'm just going to stay here and shoot it out with these people or do whatever and then die. Now they go on the run. So think of right. the last couple of times Paris, Nice, or whatever. Yes. Well, I think Nice, they got him right off. Yeah. But 
they keep continuing. They just go on the run and cause terror every step of the way. As so, much havoc yes, as they can wreak. Right. Even, no. the, even the fear, the terror Absolutely. that they strike in the community. I mean, how many people in Germany, in Berlin, are going to want to go out shopping? Now? Absolutely. So if this guy is armed and dangerous, it stands to reason that he will cause some other terrorist right. act very soon. Well, you know, if it was easy to get 72 virgins... Anyone. <laughs> well, that's true, everybody. You got to admit, they are, uh, they are dedicated when it yeah. comes to that. Now, it's, uh, it's pretty frustrating to hear automatically the sides come out and say it is or isn't terrorism when, first of all, it's a truck attack. It's similar. So whether it's officially ISIS well, or a big terrorist organization. <laughs> exactly right. To get rid of. I'm thinking a background check on, t- on trucks. That's what I'm yeah. thinking. A five day yeah. waiting period, something like this. Yep. So how and, are how are people uh, reacting to Merkel? Because she's been very um, open with the borders, with accepting refugees. Has this come down hard on her? Do you here's know? one thing I've learned over the years when it comes to this stuff. Unfortunately, people react. They don't act. Right. So in this case, I mean, I don't live in Germany. I don't mm-hmm. know how horrible the refugee problem actually is. Only what I read and see in the media and yeah. on news, I get that or whatever. So let's say this is very small and they're doing a lot of good as well. Now they will overreact because of this stuff. When we've seen some of the problems over the last year or so, when they should have been acting to say whatever or right. reacting to that, well, I and do it know, swings back and I, forth. I do know <laughs> one, one thing that I had read was, I believe it was Merkel had said, you know, the thing with this that's frustrating for her is that so many German citizens who have been working so hard to help these refugees, help them assimilate into the culture, into the country, get jobs, they're going to be uh, less likely to do so. Well, and it, it feels absolutely. like a stab in the back. You know? That as well as... All people that are refugees, all people that are Muslims are then going to be tagged as the terrorist as well. That, right. That's my frustration. It's, and I understand it. Listen, if you're sitting at home in Germany and you're in Berlin, you're like, honey, you want to go down to the Christmas market? And no. oh, well, what's no, this? You've got 12 people dead and 50 people injured or yeah. whatever. Yeah. It, the whole point of terrorism, it terrorizes and instills all this emotion yes. and fear and everything ginned up. So you want to lash out and say, why stop it? It's like the five stages of grief. You know, I can't believe this is going on. And now mm-hmm. anger and all of this, as opposed to saying, how often does this happen? What can we do to stop it methodically planned out in the future? And we just don't, we well, see that in America. But that's part of what, I mean, you know, you go to the airport and it's ridiculous with the screening now. Well, terrorists know this and they're wait, not- wait, what? <laughs> They're you? not as likely to do any. I mean, you see, we haven't seen any uh, air attacks, no. you know, in years. And and we see the truck attacks. We see the attacks in the malls. And it's like we're we're thinking two steps behind and it, we're not adjusting to how the terrorists are acting. It's, most people want to feel better. That's what this is all about. They don't actually want to be better. They want to feel better. TSA is the illusion of security. Oh, it is. I and that's love the, that. Yes. Right. It really security is. It's the illusion. theater. Yeah. And, that's, and, and you know what? For a lot of people out there, it works. They're like, well, look, there's a guy in a blue uniform with no gun and a pasted-on, sewn-on badge yeah, or whatever. Yeah, and that and lady plus, in the blue uniform the, is patting down my 13-year-old daughter. She's 112. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I get a free pat-down. Right, exactly. Right, I'm not exactly. even flying anywhere. Right, I just exactly. go for the I just bank. go to the airport. For the fun now. That's all it is, right? It's, it's cheaper than hookers. I'll tell you what. It's by uh, a long shot. Right, exactly right. And by the way, when you say around the world, it means something completely different now. Just so you know. No, it's uh, they want this illusion of security. So, what is going to be the illusion of security if you have more and more 
um, automobile or truck attacks. We had the one in uh, in, in Columbus, Ohio, at Ohio State. Yes. Just a week, couple weeks just ago. Just a couple right? weeks ago. Yeah. And that was on a much smaller scale, a smaller vehicle, and wasn't well, and as prolific. Well, he jumped out with a knife and, and became something else. You know. But what are we going to do? Let's say there's an attack next Tuesday and somebody runs through a crowd with one of these trucks or whatever. What are we going to do to make people feel better? Well, okay, there was the attack in the mall in Minnesota over, wasn't it the summer or the fall? Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Oh, that's right, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, small scale, right. but yeah, small. Was, again, small scale, but but you were just talking about yesterday. People aren't at the malls anymore. Is it because of terrorism? No, I think it's just because they're not, just <laughs> they're because, not shopping. Because whatever. it's easy to order online. Because, yes. <laughs> but I mean, they're going to, to have people, if, if Berlin happens in the next week, two months, whatever, yeah. in America to that level, yeah. people will react once again. It will be go after all Muslims. Yep. Wrongly, yep. it won't be. Uh, the other side will not call it Islamic terrorism. Right. But how will they react when people say you've got forty-five people dead or whatever it is? Because we know how they reacted to nine eleven. They spent us into oblivion. They infringed our personal freedoms. They did all of this but stuff. I don't what think will that, they do? I don't think that we were proactive after nine eleven. It wasn't. It, it became a reactive thing. Sure, absolutely, um, and not smart reaction either necessarily. Now, and I say this with the complete. Um, understanding that I wouldn't know where to begin with controlling or trying to figure out how to clean up the mess or make people. And this is why I don't run for president. You're a mom. You know where to begin. You well, start cracking okay. skulls, so, man. Yes, start- <laughs> I can do that. And I do that Crack at my down. home. Right, right. I do that at my home. But that was something that, you know, I took care of a lot of that when my kids were three and four. I did the, you know, the mom crack down stuff then so that now. So what you're saying is that the, uh, the terrorists are too grown up now. We cannot. We can actually, well, you know what it is? It's too ingrained. They, they yeah. learn wrong. That's a good point or whatever. No, I just, you're that. right. We will react. I just want to know what it will be. And then you bring up, okay, we are going to more and more automated self-driven cars. They're already on the road in many yeah. cases. I guarantee you within the next five to 10 years, they will become commonplace. And one of the first places they will go to, to push this new technology will be to the transportation industry, mm-hmm. Uber and everything, but as well as these trucks. Because these trucks right. cost money to develop, to uh, distribute these goods. They already have some of them they're testing. Mm-hmm. So whether it's five years, 10 or 20 down the road, you will see self-driven trucks. The semis on the roads will be self-driven. God. That is going to be terrifying. No kidding. That that's, is, that's very scary. Wow. Right. So then you go, okay, well, wait a minute. Wasn't, hack that into that, these? wasn't that the plot of a Dennis Weaver movie back in the 60s? Duel. <laughs> wasn't it? It was just, remember the truck that had no driver and kept chasing Dennis Weaver? Across I don't the remember road? that. Yes. Okay, I never it was saw also it, kind of but I do of... know what you're talking about. Like, it's yeah. like deranged yes. truck. Yes. So Demonized that's where we're headed. I knew it would come through eventually. <laughs> it's also the plot of uh, Speed. Wasn't that kind of the plot of yeah. Speed? It was yeah. kind of, sort well, of. Well, that was still manned by someone Somewhat, partially, that type of thing. Kinda. So, yeah, so if you have these cars, right. could people hack into the technology then? Could it, would it be even yes. easier at that point? To drive these in? That's it. I'm becoming a, a hermit. But, but they I'm don't want to do that. That's, that's, the, that's the thing with the terrorists. They don't want to do the remote control because they want to be behind the wheel. They want to, if, it is. They it's want a to die. sacrifice itself. It's a martyrdom. 
And it was well, dual guess, in 1971, yes, the truck. So let me ask you, do you guys pay attention when you go out and about uh, possible terror attacks or uh, safety issues and whatever? Do you, when, you, when you go to 7-Eleven, when you go to Applebee's or wherever you spend your time out and about, when you go to Sears, wow, I named all three places I don't go to. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you pay attention what to is this? We Sears? have something we, we say constantly in our house, and it is be aware of your surroundings. Are you, though? Period. Uh, what percentage of the time you go out to dinner with the husband and the kids? What percentage of time do you just even notice the exits? Do you just pay attention? I do. I actually do pay attention to exits and on the airplane and stuff like that. I pay attention to exits. 40%, 80%, 90%. And I do some people watching, but I'm usually just kind of interested in... You know, and like, people being freaks. Ew, I got it. Yeah. Well, see, why are they wearing gross. that? Doc, I don't profile people. <laughs> so when I see people who might be terrorists, oh, I don't think about them being terrorists. <laughs> okay, yeah, all right, all right. I profile all the damn time, just so you know. And it's I have a gun. The time. Now, I'm probably about 50% of the time. I mean, I get lulled into that safety depending on what's going yeah, on. Yeah, But absolutely. you know where I always pay attention? And it's, it's actually all every time I go to church now. Because I just yeah. know it's a time, I mean, you're so vulnerable at church. You're kneeling, you're praying, your eyes right. are closed. And, and if you're like me, you're really losing yourself in the worship. That's what we're supposed to do. You're yeah. not like going, okay, I'm going to get home and cook that turkey in about 20 minutes. Churches have big security now. A, a lot, lot of, of our security do. officers here also work at churches. It's sad. Yeah, yeah, and I think, how vulnerable. Here I am kneeling, my head down, whatever. Somebody mm-hmm. busts in the back of the church. Well, the shooter in Charleston. Exactly. And that, study. Yeah, that was his study. Can you that imagine if that had been during a service right. when you'd have right. more people in there or whatever? Um, when I go to restaurants and bars and stuff like that, I pay attention, usually to the exits more so. After the and white then I tip snake a couple concert. back and it's not as big a deal. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I do always pay attention to the exits. Yeah. And I have a basic plan. And I just know what'll happen. I just, I've told my wife this over and over again, what to expect. Just to have this in the back of your mind. Because she's not going to listen. And then I'm going to get killed. Defending uh-huh. her. That's what's going to happen. I told her, I said, listen, <clears throat> if we are carjacked, do not get in the car. Right. You, they, they tell you over and over, yep. run, flee, stay, fight, because you are unlikely to get out of it if they take you somewhere else. Because right. then they're going to have their way with you and kill you. This, at least you only yeah. get killed. Maybe. Maybe. But you have a fighting chance. And I go, I'm running. And if you don't run, then I'm going to have to stop and come back and get you, and they're going to shoot me. Right. I said, so we both have a possibility, So, but I know she won't do this. I know what's going to happen. They're going to bust in a church or in a 7-Eleven or something. We're in there, and I'm going to go, go out the back door. Just, well, I don't know. Where are you going to be? What's going to happen? You're going to be okay? Just go. You know what you should do is bring the dog as a diversion. <clears throat> then the dog. I have that stupid dog of hers that I hate so much. Exactly. Uh-huh. No, it's going to be the dog. We will have the dog out sometime, and she's going to make me go back for the dog. That's yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah. I'll get shoot the dog, Sucker. shot the dog will live. Yeah. I'm imagining the eulogy right now. It's all going to be about the dog. Oh, yeah, exactly. And you know, <laughs> I, I will die pissed off. That's how it's going to be. I know what's coming. I will die pissed, and it's going to be like this. I'll be laying there. Most people, like in the movies, are like, oh, honey, I love you. I tell the kids yeah. I'm going to be like this. Damn Why didn't you just dog. listen? Is those, those are Doc's damn last it. words. That damn just, dog. Uh-huh. dog. Why didn't you just, <laughs> just listen to me? So, <laughs> these, no. these are the things I know is going to happen. I've already got it planned out. That's, I want you guys I've to please talk about out. this when it happens, too. <laughs> he told us it was going to happen this way. Well, because I also know in a terrorist attack, I'm not somebody who can live under somebody else's rule. 
I mean, call me crazy, but I, I like personal freedoms. Yeah. Wrong or right, I like them. Right. So I know if, um, like, if I was living during colonial times, let's say, <laughs> there's this King George guy telling me how to live, I'd be like, all right, get my squirrel gun. Let's go take care of this, right? Uh-huh. We ready to roll? It'd be uh-huh. like that. Or on Flight 93. I'm yes. not saying I will survive. I likely won't. Right. But if we're hijacked on a plane or something like that, I'm making You're my trying. move. I am yes. making my move. Yes. All because I'm pissed off. I'm not even afraid. I'm just how do you think you are? Right. Well, it's the whole, it's the whole, oh, you've told me to do something, so now I have to do the opposite. Right. And I know what else will happen. If I'm flying with other people, like Brad, you, I'd be like, okay, guys, you ready? ready? Yeah. I might say, okay, here we go. Go, go, go. And I'd be like, damn it, where are they? If, if it's on a flight, you're going to have to wake me up because I'll likely be asleep. <laughs> well, I've, I've I think had... Brad gave me the signal. No, no, he was just rolling. Yeah, he was rolling. Oh, yeah. rolling. Yeah. I've had this thought. So I think in a, I'm pretty decent in a crisis situation. I think I would act. But with like horror movies and mm-hmm. stuff, I think every time I, which I don't watch horror movies because I, I have a great suspension of reality and I think this could be real. This could be real. But I, I know I would be the person to just run and then cower down and go, <laughs> just make it go fast. So you'd be good up to scared. a point. Maybe. <clears throat> okay. I, I would not be one of those people to fight back. And, now what about you know, your kids? <clears throat> they... No, I mean, no, I mean, if you're there and your kids are there, oh, you're... Oh, don't... That's what I'm saying. I don't mean, you mess become, with my kids. You become mama, mama bear, bear then, right? That's it, okay. out. I'm realistic with my kids. You know, I know they're not perfect, just close to it. Gotcha. But, gotcha. Um, no, I'm, I'm realistic as far as, you know, not letting them slide by, you know, down easy street or anything. They have to, you know. Right. But don't mess with my kids. So, my wife couldn't envision herself being a mom prior to. I don't know uh-huh. if anybody can. And she, I didn't think she'd be maternal at all. I was uh-huh. like, I don't know if she's even <laughs> going to love this kid. I don't know what's going on. She's just, because she's not very, um, like, uh, caring and uh, motherly or sensitive to this. me. My wife's <clears throat> not caring. She's not. It comes to me. Loving. She's like, oh, you're still alive. Okay, cool. <laughs> Um, I'm going to head to the store. I mean, you can come along if you want. I mean, this is kind of, and I'm like, okay, that's, that's cool. Like, I know our relationship. That's fine. So I was like, she doesn't seem very maternal about right. stuff. So she has the, the, we have the son and he's like two months old. And she turns to me one day and she goes, you know what? I was thinking about it today. If anybody ever messes with him. And she lays out this scene of, of her torturing people. Oh my gosh. That would make Quentin Tarantino go, holy crap, I am out. I oh, mean, of like what hilarious. she could do to people if they bothered him. Wow. That was actually a message to you if you ever pissed her <laughs> off. That's mess. subtle too, That's right? That exactly. But I was that like, wow. I mean, cue the, uh, the music and, uh, Mr. Pink and, Quentin Tarantino music. Yeah. Not, not she was really just good. letting you know who was boss. Yeah. All right. So, unfortunately, we got the terrorism uh, that we have to discuss and have to be even more vigilant about. Mm-hmm. And yesterday, there's also some pretty interesting news that we started breaking during this program that has to do with the ambassador to Turkey being yes. shot and executed. It seems like it might be terrorism. We'll discuss that uh, coming up as we continue on the Patent Stew program.
Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. Breaking news yesterday about this time that uh, we've had uh, some developments happen overnight. We have some new information. The Russian ambassador to Turkey was assassinated. So obviously these positions, ambassadors, diplomats and that are dangerous positions. But in spite of that, I still think I would love to be an ambassador to Turkey. I think that would be fantastic. I um, Probably more so to, to beef. But an ambassador to oh Turkey God. would be no, sensational. No, it's, it's, uh, I just, uh, Doc, he's talking about the, the country. It's not Turkey, the meat. Oh, well, that makes more sense, yeah, clearly. It's, that it's makes much country. more sense. Then. Yeah. Okay, very good, very yeah. good. I'm not sure why they named a country after a bird. I don't know, or food. Because it just did. makes me hungry whenever we talk I know, about this. Right? Uh, okay, so we're just goofing around, but it is a pretty serious situation. The guy gets gunned down as he's standing in front of the podium. Um, it turns out the, the guy claims the terrorist ties. He was a. A, a a refuge was he the refugee? No, he was the police officer. He was a police officer. He was a police yeah. officer that actually was on the detail for the president of Turkey for a while. <laughs> it, it, you cannot write a, a, a fiction that is this bizarre. Well, no, especially uh, because Turkey now. Uh, what is your motivation in in shooting the ambassador to Turkey? What what is what's that's the purpose? That's a really I, good well, question. Wasn't he saying that? Um, I mean, it was a signal about Aleppo, right? You know, you kill us, we kill you, and it's it's trying to send a signal of some sort. Right, but here's the thing. It's not that simple. So, I mean, okay, I guess this guy could just be dumb and, well, and extreme uh, Putin, as well. I think Putin wants to know who ordered the attack. Okay, right, right. Right? So, But it's so twisted. I mean, the web of connections when you're dealing... I mean, just Turkey and Russia. Forget about even the Middle East and their history, right? I mean... Right. And the AP photographer who got a lot of these shots, he was, as he's taking these pictures, he thought that this was part, because it's an art installation. That's so weird. He thinks that this is part of the art exhibit, that this Which is I'm just performance it, art. It was very <laughs> surreal. Really and he, he, and he's, he's sitting there, he's taking pictures, he thinks, and then wow. he realizes, oh crap, this is not, but he, he, he stays focused and he keeps taking the pictures. But yeah, he thought it was part of the uh, art exhibit. Wow. <laughs> well, he's like, wow, this is wow, so incredibly so lifelike. It's so real. Look at the blood. It looks real. You know, oh. if if you were in that situation and you're you're with Pat and Stu and you're at the art exhibit and you're like, wow, this is so realistic. You know, Pat would go, I've seen better. Yeah. Oh, oh I've absolutely. I've seen so much better. <laughs> so much more realistic. You're not buying this. That's Look at the blood face. Syrup. So right. <laughs> Pat, the eternal skeptic yeah. on uh-huh. it. Right. Uh, no, it's it's so twisted. I just don't know what you fully hope to accomplish. And is it, it, what what is Russia's true motivation in in all of this? Right? What is the what is the killers? What's Turkey's? Now, I mean, what if what if all of this turned out to be a diversion from something else? Oh gosh, you're adding another work. layer. I don't know. That's what I'm saying because it makes so little sense. What if it was? In this the, is how conspiracy all... theories get started. But it makes sense too because. It's trying to make sense out of something that's really bizarre. Right. I mean, this makes no sense for this guy to do this on camera. He knows that he's, I mean, he's got to know he's at the end. It would have a ton of 
plot lines right. that that really this led to this to this. And, and so it would, what happened it while this was happening sort of, that we don't know about? It could have been oh, ordered gosh. by Putin. Oh, my gosh. Why, another. No, no, I'm serious. Think about this. Yes. That's not all that crazy to say either Putin ordered it just because he didn't like the guy or he's trying to start something with Turkey and make them look bad or. Oh, my gosh. Somebody why, that supports- do it, why do it there? Why make it so public? Why not? If you want to kill the guy, he's in a car on the way to the to the article. Well, if you're a terrorist, you want some sort of terror. OK. Um, and again, maybe you want it on full display for some other political reason. I mean, who knows? But not you're right. That is interesting. one part of this. Has seemed real. I mean, the the video of it, it is looks surreal. Look at the guy in the this ground. Is surreal. Yeah. I mean, it does not. He look, did fall perfectly. It does not look. I know. There's 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 more to this story that wow that we don't have. Um, let's face it, Turkey and Russia for not best friends ever. They're not. They really don't not like BFFs. each other forever. <laughs> this, you know, I mean, has been has been some trouble. So you have the president of Turkey now, who is. I guess trying to become closer with Russia and you got to believe they're never going to be close. And then they blame certain things, the plane being down, whatever, on America. So what's their motivation here? I talked with uh, Jason Buttrell this morning about it on my radio program. And if you'd like to find out more about me or here, just go to theblaze.com, click on channels and you'll see my my page up there. It's just theblaze.com and channels. And he said, likely this is them just trying to navigate the geopolitical world right now. This is just them trying to get through. They're, they're never going to be close with Russia. They're just trying to get through the moments. And, and right now, everything is so volatile. Right. I mean, every country in the Middle East has something, some upheaval. And, and then you, you bring it's- in... Uh, terrorists and right. the different terrorist groups. It's, it's hard. To, you need a scorecard to keep up with these things. That you when, just can't. When right. we were in um, uh, Erbil, Iraq, it's been a year ago now, and we were given two hours to get out of the country Gosh. because of the, I can't remember who was, who was launching missiles at whom Turkey was involved, but we had to get out before the missiles started flying, and one of our security guys stayed at the hotel in Erbil and then sent a text that the, the missiles are over, going over the hotel right now. So, I mean, it, it's, the, it seems like the target keeps changing and the, and the rules keep changing and the players keep Can changing. Can you imagine living there? Can you imagine no. being a citizen over in Turkey or Syria and, mm-hmm. and dealing with this stuff or Iraq or Iran? I, I just, I can't I know. We imagine. think we have problems that it's, you know, the malls are crowded and we can't get, you know, can't get to the mall on time. Well, well so I mean, let's be gonna, honest, that is a problem. It is a let's problem. Let's not make light of it. I was going to actually go to Canada. Why is You're going to move to Canada because of the malls? I refugee status. Well, <laughs> because, you know. <laughs> because of the mall shopping. Yeah. You don't understand. They're just too busy and I couldn't get a parking slot. I have to run to Canada. Yeah. Um, no, but you're right. So most of the people in the Middle East, most people in the world, they just want to live their lives. You got some crazy people, certainly. But these people are just saying, can you stop killing us? Can you stop, you know, invading and raping and torching or whatever? Americans clearly do not want any part of this nonsense. And yet we can't get definitive answers. We can't even get definitive answers, even with people we don't agree with, like Obama. Okay, fine. Obama has an agenda. Great. I don't agree with you. What is your agenda? Tell us about the Middle East. And what does he say? 
well, this uh, Assad guy is a bad guy. Wait, he's a good guy. Assad's a, he's, a, he's a bad guy. And today, he's a good guy. He has flip-flopped on Assad like six times. And then you've got right. Muammar Gaddafi. How many times have we flip-flop on him over mm-hmm. the course of 40 years? Ten? So, question, have, have, have our leaders, though, just used people yes. and used their lives yes. as yes. expendable? Yes. No, 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 I'm just asking. Yes, like, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. The, uh, governments the, use people all of the time. Yeah, and Americans were at a point, I mean, Part of the election of Donald Trump is we're tired of the same old game. We want a, a new game. We want to know. And people want to know. They're tired of the D.C. Uh, Potomac two-step. They're right. tired of the lies. They want some honesty. And that's going to just end now. Right. And even, no, it's not. But I mean, but that's what they <laughs> wanted. Yeah. And they're saying that even when it comes to foreign policy. How many people do you say, say that said, I'm tired of the wars. we got to stay out of other people's business. There was a big cry for that over right. the last 10 years yep. or so. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, which I'm not saying Although we Although I remember my mom and dad talking about that back in the <laughs> 70s, how, you know, we're not the, the world's police force. Why, why do we have to be involved here and here and here? But by the same token, if we if there's not some stabilizing force in these what's going to happen? Exactly, right. you have our anarchy. So here's a question: Why does our foreign policy change so dramatically? Think about that. I understand you have new presidents come in and new congresses, and, and domestic policy they'll tweak and say we need a little more money for this, or they'll push certain things. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't we as Americans have at least some clear cut thoughts on a foreign policy, how we're going, to, how much we're going to lead, and how we lead? It shouldn't be that radically different. It should be, I mean, our Americans, are we about personal freedoms? Are we about personal responsibility? Do, you know, lay out these policies. It shouldn't be that radically different. First of all, how has it worked for us over the last 50 years, being radically different? Well, that's that's just the thing. You cannot lead, uh, you cannot lead people who, whose, whose baseline is wanting us dead. Right, exactly. And right. When we have this, uh, it seems to be a proliferation these days of, of the terrorist groups. Although we talked about it yesterday, you go back into the 50s, 60s, and 70s, you had the air, airplane hijackings. Mm-hmm. And although the, most of the time, those didn't end up in bombings. They just, they wanted to go to South America for some reason. Right. And now they <laughs> right. just blow them up. Why is South America so popular I, yeah. for terrorists? I don't get it. I don't either. But now you cannot have, you, you can't have negotiations. You can't lead these people who want us dead. That's, that's it. There's no negotiation. Well, it's a different, different starting point, too. Right different understanding of life and value of life and different goals. Mm-hmm. Don't you think There's too damn some... many people on the planet, if you ask me? <laughs> too many in the studio. It. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but don't you think some clear-cut, um, defined policies in, a, in, a, in a big way on what America is and what we believe? First of all, I think it'd be good for all of us, but that I think it would it'd be, be nice. good for the rest of the world. I mean... The statement, again, when Trump ran, one of the things that mm-hmm. got in a little bit of trouble for, but a lot of people liked, saying, hey, we got some trouble with NATO here. I'm not sure we should be paying for all that. Right. A lot of people like me say, I'm not sure we ought to be paying for the U.N. I think we pay for 22% right. of all U.N. expenses. Yeah. And then even more when it comes to the uh, the forces, you know, we mm-hmm. support the different uh, U.N. Um, Peacekeeping. Uh, peacekeeping group force and efforts. Yeah, but so, yeah. we also support Leonardo DiCaprio, and he's the, he's the no, uh, we don't. He's wow. the uh, ambassador we to uh, uh, what is he? The Turkey climate. He's Turkey. Climate. Climate czar. Yeah, he's a climate czar now. Uh, he's the ambassador way, to Burger movie. King. I think that's what it is. No, but if if somebody stepped up and said, "Listen, these are some very basic principles mm-hmm. that America believes in," you know. Freedom, and while we are not going to be the, the police force of the world anymore, I'm sorry, we can't afford to do it. We will fight battles. And number two, if we are going to fight battles, we're not just going to prop up people or regimes. We're going to go in to win. You know, if you are a friend, that's we, huge. Right. So number one, we're not going to try to clean up the world. We're going to help out when we can. 
When we do, we're going full bore. We are, we're using everything at our disposal. I mean, seriously, I, I have no problem with using the nukes at that point. I know they make me sound crazy, but you start telling the world that you're willing to do this stuff. Don't act like a jerk. Here it is, right? Rule number one, don't be a jerk. Right. And then finally say, um, with our friends, we will, we will stand. You want to be our friend? We welcome you. All countries, don't be a jerk. If you're not our friend and you don't have any desire to be, that's cool. We don't wish you any ill, Will. But if you're going to stand against us, then we're going to play to win. I mean, these are simple concepts, aren't they? Yes, but I think that part of the trouble comes in possibly, you know, we do value freedom as Americans, and that's a basic principle for us, but not every country holds that same value. And those countries may want to be friendly-ish, friendly with us. Um, You know, so is, is our stipulation, you can only be our friend if... You have the same principles and values. And you know what? Or... And I will take either one of those at this point. I want some definitives. If you say okay. we only will, okay, fine. Okay. If you say we won't, I wouldn't love that, but I understand it. You what just want I'm some ti- clear cut. Yes, because what I'm tired of is, no, no, China, we'll be your friend. Sure, sure, China's okay. They're good because we get a bunch of cheap crap from you. Right. And we want to keep that cheap crap flowing into our country because right. we got to get plastic stuff. Sure, we want that. But North Korea, well, you're bad. And look at the human rights violations. Right. <laughs> Wait, China, there's no human rights violations in China, in Iran, in any of these other countries. There's no human rights violations. Well, I think that over the last eight years or so, something that has also added some confusion is that the people that we thought, the countries we thought were our friends, our steadfast friends, like Britain, um, Israel, you know, mm-hmm. we have, as a country, done things to really damage those. Like, our leadership has done... Things to damage those relationships where we say, yeah, maybe, maybe we'll be your friend, but we're actually going to go and check out these guys over here that we know are kind of terrorists. Again, but... countries have no permanent friends, only permanent interests. Right. I mean, look, look at Mexico. You talk human rights violations. There's no human rights violations in Mexico. There's none. It's great. It's perfect there. Do you know how corrupt the government is oh, in the federalities? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's completely, they're doing whatever the heck they want. Yeah. I just want some clear-cut messages that we live by, some plans. That's what I'm looking you for. You have a high expectation. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm going to get it. That's what I'm looking for at this point. All right, we're going to get a quick break. And if you would please follow me on Twitter. It's at Doc Thompson Show. It's at the Blaze Carry. And she spells it some really weird way K-A-R-I. with a K and a Q. And a, no Q. No Q. K-A-R-I. All right, very good. At the Blaze Brad. And he spells it normal. Yeah. No, not normal. That's spelled N-O-R. We oh, are. Oh, wow, that was Thank bad. you. out of Detroit. Even in the world of Detroit, this is kind of an odd story. It has to do with an Uber driver. So many things wrong with this. Yeah, I know. So, And help me understand this, too, if I get this right, guys. Uh, So a couple calls for an Uber driver, and he shows up the house, picks him up. There's some harsh words or something happens along the way where the Uber driver believes or says that the couple was disrespecting his car. Because they tapped on the window well, and first is of all what, let's tell the couple is from beverly hills oh okay, at so. a party in detroit Ooh, that's uh what kind of okay party? there are parts of detroit that i could see people from beverly hills 
going to, but okay. that still seems not the common. And so they, dis- they disrespect his car. <laughs> the suburb. And then? Yeah, so, yeah, they disrespect his car, but they didn't specifically say. At one point, they tapped on the window, but that was to let him know Don't that they Don't you were... touch my window. Is that, I mean... Or Apparently. did something else happen? They do that's take the part. cars very seriously in Detroit. But uh, yeah, that's true. So. But I mean, disrespect could mean the guys like, so this is a uh, this is a Chevy, huh? Yeah, I don't really like Chevys that much. I mean, it could be that, right? Wow. We don't know what the disrespect was. But this led to the driver pulling over and telling them to get the hell out. They've got a couple miles down the road. Get out of the car. So they get out of the car, and as they're getting out, they're like, "Hey, can we at least just sit in the car while we call another Uber driver because we're in." Detroit. Was the driver <laughs> hopped up on something? I mean, seriously. It is Detroit. Yeah. I'll tell you about that in a moment. Yeah. But so they say, can can we just wait here? That starts some back and forth between the driver and the couple. And it culminates with the driver stabbing the guy wow. several times in the face and the back. back. And, the, and the chest. And the chest, yeah. yeah. And then the victim's <laughs> able to disarm the guy. Somehow well, he gets the knife away He must from not have been very strong and or the knife must have been pretty small. I think about some pocket knives that are like... Yeah, I mean, dis- did he disarm it with his face? I mean, you couldn't disarm him beforehand. It's quite a few stabs there, but so now he's still he's, able to battle the guy? He's been charged with assault. This is a bizarre story. Again, this is one of those I'm not sure we have all of the facts. Right, see what's going on there. I'm, I'm interested in the whole disrespect. I'd like some. I'd like some update on this because I want to make sure I... Don't disrespect well, somebody's car. What's the worst thing that you've ever done when someone has disrespected you or your items? Oh, I'm sorry. Those records are sealed. Those are <laughs> court-ordered sealed. Thank you. That's uh, it's many, many years ago. We don't have to go. No, I wouldn't uh, stab anybody Much. again. That wouldn't right. happen. I don't. Seems extreme to get your point across. Um, it's just bizarre. Wait a minute. Do we here's have, here's the thing about Detroit, though. Um, Detroit can be a dangerous place. I don't know if you know that. Yes. Having what? lived in the Detroit metro area for, for a while, um, Detroit has cut its police force so much, mm-hmm. and so many people have fled the city, and they have funding issues, mm-hmm. that the cops in Detroit do not respond to many calls. Unless it's like, hey, there is wow. a really serious thing going on, the police don't respond. And often when they do, they're like, it's going to be a while. So, no, but there's, there's an upside to this. I know that's shocking, but there is a bit of an upside. As all the bad that comes with it, yeah, uh-huh. a little bit of good in that police have stopped concerning themselves with victimless crimes. So, so even, I don't have to worry okay. about getting caught for being for anything there. That is the perfect there. place for you, Brad. Exactly. Brad, Brad's moving to uh <laughs> No, I'll be Detroit. in Detroit. <laughs> right, so... Even before, Detroit has since passed a decriminalization uh, for marijuana in the city. You had some states do it. Detroit's one of the few cities that has done it. But within the city, even before that, people are like, walking down the street, the cops are like, I don't have time for that crap. I'm sorry. I got a dead body over here. I'm going to go take care of that, right? So and a uh, triage with the whole yeah and crime. people neighbors arguing about barking dogs and all this stuff they're forced so you've got a little bit of a libertarian thing yeah. and neighbors forced to work some things out themselves so there is a bit of an upside yeah well, and 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 to f- further complicate this story police who responded to the uh, to the uh, uh, call I guess they found two men fighting in the back seat of a 2012 Honda Civic. That was the Whoa, car being disrespected. The car that's disrespected yes. is a Honda Civic. Two men okay. wrestling around. So the guy, he's, he's, he, yeah. How do you wrestle around in the backseat of a Honda Civic? 
A. Must have been very small guys. Yeah, very tiny. Real, real tiny. About who gets upset and obsessed about a Honda Civic? And maybe that's what started it. Maybe yeah. you respect the Honda Honda Civic a little bit more. Maybe he's like a Honda Civic. I think you'd pick me up in something nicer than this, and then the whole thing. Well, it's Uber. I mean, right. But <clears throat> interesting. Honda Civic. That's mm-hmm. the that's the knifing. I guess you don't disrespect the Honda Civic, you know. Um, I would understand this story if it was like 20 years ago and somebody said, I work at a factory that makes Honda Civics, and you get stabbed in Detroit. That makes a lot of sense. Right. Well, apparently they, 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 they rap on the window to tell them, yeah, hey, we're here, we're here, can we get in? They get in, they drive like a mile before uh-huh. this driver decides that, wait they a minute. Had to have been, they had to have been making fun of him and his car. Car, had to it, be. Like, had to have been in the Beverly Hills mm-hmm. mode. Right, You know, right. oh, this isn't a roll. And then they right. pull over into a um, into a, a shopping center, and that's when apparently the driver climbed into the back seat. This is not funny, but it is. <laughs> climbed into the back seat and began wrestling with the uh, the guy. I could see if if they were being complete jerks, mm-hmm. that's an appropriate word. If they were being complete meanie heads and making fun of him and disrespecting him as a human being, and he's you know, oh, you have this every crappy right car, to whatever. Stab them then in the face. I don't then know I can understand him saying, "Out of my car! I'm not driving you. This this ride's done." But not stabbing. Okay, I mean, that he's brings just up another question. His- then, um, do you have a certain, even just moral responsibility to make sure those people are safe? I mean, you're letting people out random places in Detroit. That's, I'm not saying it's nice. Yeah. Maybe you pull them over to someplace a little safer. You know what I'm Remember, saying? Remember, you go to Detroit to go to a party. You're getting what you're asking. You're getting what you're, yeah. <laughs> you pretty much, you're rolling the dice to be Okay, so good point there. I had a layover in Detroit once. Um, our plane ran out of gas or something. I don't know what the deal was. But we that's what was on the ground. That's were, not a layover. That's a crash. Yeah. There, were, there were two Chinese women with me. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. So far. So far. <laughs> I had a layover in Detroit. I think because the plane ran out of gas, there were these two Chinese women with me. <laughs> Where's this going? Was, Two Chinese women was, walk onto a plane. It was very funny. Well, I was supposed to go to Nebraska, and, and there, was an, <laughs> there was an issue. So we had to stop in Detroit, but there were no flights going out. So we had to stay in Detroit overnight, and these two Chinese women didn't speak any English. So we got a hotel Okay, let me help you. <laughs> let, me, let me help you what happens in the D. They just tell you there's no flights out. So right. you'll spend money in the D. It's the only way they're going to make money if people actually staying in the city is when they say, okay. oh, sorry, we ran out of gas, well, <laughs> and there's no other flights out till tomorrow. Look, look at the gate. It's on E. I mean, well, we don't want to take off that same right thing now. happened when I went to Palau. That's a whole right. other. They said, oh, no, there's no other flights out. And I call. <laughs> well. I went okay. to Palau for uh, my first honeymoon. <clears throat> And we get there, and uh, it's not what it's supposed to be. It's off-season. It's horrible. Uh-huh. So I said, we're going to go back to Hawaii. And we uh, call, and they're like, yeah, there's no flights out till like, a week from now or whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> I call off the island and get oh. them. They're like, yeah, there's a flight out in, like, uh, like five hours or something. Oh, my we're like, gosh. We're on it because they want to keep your money. All right. <laughs> Detroit, Palau, pretty much the same. Quick break. Back with more at Pat and Steel. <laughs> Stock 
Kerry and Brad in for Pat Stu and Jeffy today. Thanks for joining us. The other big news, of course, Donald Trump actually secured the presidency with his 270 electoral votes what? that were counted up yesterday. Shocking, I know. I wow. love this. There's, um, there's a story. This is a very sweet story. For the first time ever, Ron Paul finally got his electoral vote. I didn't. I can't believe that all this time he hadn't I know. even he gotten got one. one. He got one. And that was a defector, so right? One He's of the defectors. Yeah, shelf yeah, it was one of the defectors from Texas. Spotlight. <laughs> exactly. I'm proud of him. It'll be like the trophy, right? The, yep. the blue ribbon. So hard for that. Mm-hmm. Again, I go back to the whole. I can't believe he was an OBGYN, though. I would never. Well, the. Yeah, right. He's not even running for president. He didn't even run. No, he, time, got he, he never ran. He didn't run. So maybe that would have been the secret to success. Has he, had he never ran, he could have had maybe more, he would have but had would he have thing. had 270? By the way, he only needs 269 more elections. Come on, and he can, he can pull it out. 269 <laughs> yeah. more, I'd say. In, in four years, we push for the, the non-candidate Ron Paul electoral votes. Uh, you, that's pretty optimistic. He's pretty old. Well, you know. Don't yeah, be so, so pessimistic. That's just who I am now. He, uh, so he for the first it. time since 1972, we had anybody defect, any of the electors there defect. There were eight from, of them. And they had eight of them yesterday. Yeah. So there were, um, was it eight total? Oh, no. Eight total, no, 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 six, no, it was more than eight. No, ten total. total. Eight ten from total, Hillary. Eight defected from Hillary. Two from Trump, and one of those went to... Ron Paul. Mr. Paul. Right. I think it was one of the Trump defectors in Texas who ended up voting for yeah. him or whatever. But yeah. Hillary ended up losing electors yes. in the whole yes. the whole videos from uh, martin sheen and everybody else putting uh-huh. this out there she ended up losing it's the electors. russians the russians obviously <laughs> got to our electoral college well hillary's blaming the russians bill clinton is now blaming um old angry white men and the fbi which oh, are not geez. mutually exclusive no that's true i mean in it's many cases thing. it's pretty much the same so it's not hillary's fault Okay, so even if Democrat. she got a couple more, I mean, she would not have gotten twenty or 270. Now, see, you know what you're doing here. You're using logic. And that absolutely Stop, does I'm not sorry. apply with all of them. <laughs> you got to throw that it. right out the like, window. What are you That's talking about? All right. All right. <laughs> all right, back with more. We're going to get some of your tweets coming up as well. If you want to join the program, at Doc Thompson Show, at The Blaze Carry with a K, and at The Blaze Brad. Back with more. With a, a B. With a B. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. We'll be with you tomorrow as well. In fact, most Yay. of the week, patents do have off. So, well, they're up all week. I think I'm with you tomorrow through Thursday. When do you bail on us? Uh, I'll be here Thursday. Keith is going to join us. Brad bails. Oh, Brad's bailing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't Thursday. bail. I'm I dedicated. You ha- where, are you, where are you going? What are you, what are you I have things of? to do. What do you have to Very do? What do you have to do? Stuff. What do you have to do? Give me a, what are you doing? I'm going to Detroit. Okay. 
<laughs> All right, now is Careful it just a layover or is the Chinese women taking you to Nebraska? What's the, I don't know. These two Chinese women called me. And, they uh, needed someone to yeah. help them oh, right. and perfect. guide them perf- through. Perfect sense. Yeah. <laughs> Completely understand what I got to learn some Chinese words too. Friday night on the uh, wonderful world of stew. Was it Friday or Sunday night? Friday. 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 Yeah. What a world of stew. It's Christmas ice-sickle. <laughs> We aired the, uh, the beginning of it, the first half of it yesterday. Here's the second half. And by the way, if you miss it, you can, of course, go to The Blaze and find it there as well. Here's the second half. Yay. And to top off the venomous crime spree, she was charged with driving. Hold on just a second. I'm... I'm getting word through my finger here that blue-collar delivery man, overweight infidel, and Megan's Law veteran Leif Bulb was found beheaded in an alleyway behind Christmas Reindeer Antlers Productions. Last I heard, my twin brother was still heading up that company. But anyway, investigators believe the bulbous bulb was beheaded while giving another one of his awful amateur weather forecasts that the townsfolk had grown to despise so very much. Because of how incredibly unlikable he was, literally everyone he knew had a motive. His death has been ruled a homicide and a Christmas miracle. Leif is survived by his wife, Christmas Bulb. Yes, Leif took his wife's name upon marriage. Here's this big, huge, fat guy with a booming voice who talks tough in public and yet completely submissive to his wife as soon as there isn't an audience around. Of course, everyone else would just mock him relentlessly about it, but... One of the nice things about Islamic extremism is that we can give him the death penalty, which he deserves. Leif Bulb, dead at the age of 84, or perhaps much, much older, and really, really fat, excruciatingly fat. Like, morbidly obese doesn't even begin to describe him. It's like he, he ate a whole family, he's that fat. We'll be back with updates as they become necessary to summarize advancements in the plot that aren't detailed with conversation. The broadcast should be turned off. Mo, did you hear the news about Leif? Uh, I believe it's Leif. Uh, it rhymes with rape, well, if, if you remember. It doesn't really rhyme, but he's been murdered. Uh, well, look, it's okay. Remember, Holly, even when it's cold outside, our memories keep us warm. Until, of course, the heart stops pumping and the blood slowly drains from our corpses. Oh, you're so sweet. I am so happy that you're here, despite your strange, unexplained immigration, your nervous persona, and your multiple IDs with different names. Uh, By the way, close your eyes. Close your eyes. Okay, okay. Close them. Okay. Keep them closed. Okay, I promise. Okay. (laughs) Merry Christmas! Open it until you get home. <laughs> <laughs> but now that Leaf is dead, uh, I think it's Leaf or or maybe Leap. How are we supposed to get our materials for the antlers? Oh, <laughs> it's okay, Holly. <gasps> as sure as Israel will perish in the intense fires of the Islamic fury, we will get those reindeer car antlers made somehow. Well, that makes me feel a little better. You're like my sweet little Christmas candy cane. Aww. And if you were 30 years younger, I'd, I'd marry you. Aww.
Dad? Mom? I just want to tell you, I met someone special. That's great, son. Oh, honey, it reminds me of our first date. <laughs> I just love thinking about the good old days. I just love thinking about the... Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Guys, 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 guys. Uh, do you want to meet my new sweetheart? We'd love to, honey. Aww. She looks so peaceful. Like a, a Christmas angel. Remember, dear. I didn't purchase you for $12 and a goat to hear you speak. Sorry you have to deal with her blasphemy, Dad. Isn't there anyone who knows what Sharia law is all about? Sure, my son. I can tell you what Sharia law is all about. Lights, please. Allah honored wives by instating the punishment of beatings. The Prophet Muhammad said, don't beat her in the face and do not make her ugly. In addition, there must not be more than 10 beatings and he must not break her bones, injure her or break her teeth or poke her in the eye. There is a beating etiquette. If he beats to discipline her, he must not raise his hand high. He must beat her from chest level. All these things honor the woman. If she is not repentant, he should beat her, but there are rules to the beating. The honoring of the wife in Islam is also evident in the fact that the punishment of beating is permissible in one case only, when she refuses to sleep with him. And that is what Sharia law is all about, Charlie Brown. Those are, uh, are real quotes, aren't they? Yep, they sure are. Right out of the mouth of an Egyptian cleric. Wait, you're still running your mouth even after hearing all that? Seriously? You are stupid! Stupid! <laughs> stupid! Um, yeah, uh, well, yeah, it's always great to, uh, spend time with family around the holidays. Well, it's so great to see that the apple pie doesn't fall far from the Christmas tree. I can't believe I'm saying this, but... I'm becoming my father! <laughs> I love you, Dad. All right, we got the uh, the third installment of Christmas Icicle for the Wonderful World of Stew coming up on tomorrow's program, or you go to theblaze.com. Wait until you see how it ends. Is it got a, a wow finish? Wow. Does awesome. Kurt Russell die at the end? 
God, spoiler alert. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just tell everybody. I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Kurt Russell and everybody else dies at the end. Wow, sounds fascinating. Not Taylor Swift. <clears throat> oh, no, 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 not at all. So, are you guys ready for Christmas? You got uh, big plans? What are your plans for that? I mean, Brad's going to Detroit, but aside from that, what do you, what do you have going on? Uh, I'll be here. We have Christmas morning. Uh, Christmas is on a Sunday, so we have church. Um, and I'm really excited. We're doing jammies and carols and cookies. Oh my. Wait, 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 wait. Jammies and Carol at, at church? What is, what is? Yeah, yeah, that's the great thing about being part of church leadership. We get to decide fun stuff. <laughs> uh, what, what is this? So that's when? Christmas so, Day? Christmas morning, yeah. Okay. Christmas morning, we're, uh, we're having families come in. Jimmy's. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. All right, very good. You know, it's going to be like 30 degrees, right? Which is exactly why you want to be in your jammies, because they're warm and cuddly and snug. Okay. Unless I guess that, so. Unless you got that button-up panel on the butt. Right, oh, my that. goodness. I was looking at some jammies. I thought, oh, I wonder if I should get these, and they'd be cute. And on the back, it has that little panel that says uh-huh. Sweet Cheeks. <laughs> and I thought that might be Who are you planning on getting them for? Those are jammies. For myself, but that might be inappropriate standing up in front of church. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, uh, I don't know if it's appropriate or not. I'm just trying to. Not appropriate. <clears throat> not appropriate to wear sweet I mean, they're appropriate for, for Brad, clearly. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah. For him, but, of course. Uh, of course. So, now, does your family uh, traditionally get together and do stuff Christmas Eve, Christmas Day? What's the, what's uh, the rollout? Yes, my extended family does, but we don't live in Nebraska anymore, so we don't. But my mother in law. Where did Nebraska you from? Well, I'm from Norfolk. Um, and, or if you're from there, you're supposed to say Norfolk. Norfolk, of course. Yeah. Norfolk. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, I've lived in Lincoln and Omaha. Excellent. So. I lived at 18th and O. I lived yep. right downtown, yep, yep, yep. 18th and O. You know what? Uh, Brad used to live in an Lincoln. apartment complex near where we did, right? Yeah. In Lincoln. Um, yeah. Uh, Keith mm-hmm. and I have looked this up before. Yeah. I don't know if they. What did you live there for? Uh, oh, school? these two was Chinese women got on this plane <laughs> and I ended up in Lincoln. It was, no, I was there in, uh, when well, I think I was in third, fifth, fourth grade, third grade, something like that. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Long it's, uh, time ago. Many Nebraska and Lincoln's awesome. Whatever. So your extended families. Yeah. They all get together. Mm-hmm. I just don't, okay. but we, we got together over Thanksgiving, which was awesome. Okay. So, so your, like your tradition with your kids is pretty much a Christmas day thing. Do they go to right. bed early? Do your husband uh, do rap? Do you sit up and wait for Santa to come come for them? Well, I I still <laughs> I still as an adult um, can't sleep on Christmas Eve. I get so excited for Santa to come, and uh, my kids my helps. kids yes. sleep later than I do on Christmas morning. I and my uh, husband okay. has to tell me like just don't wake them wait up. up. Wait just, up. Wait up chill out you know they'll get up when they get up that's that's a bit of a normally it's a mom going go back to bed i need some more sleep no not me i'm i'm all excited about. and what about you uh do you uh, your family do christmas eve christmas day thing when you were growing up was one more than the other was it a you had to bring those memories up. Didn't you? I'm sorry about that. Sorry. He doesn't sorry. like to talk about his youth. At the orphanage, it was, uh, it was a bit of a struggle. I got to all... call my therapist now. <laughs> make another appointment. <clears throat> my family was, uh, we did Christmas morning and day stuff, and we'd yeah. have, you know, a dinner, but it was usually earlier in the day. By Christmas evening, I mean, four or five o'clock, it was pretty much done. You were hammered yeah. and passed out. Christ- yeah, absolutely. Christmas day, right. I just, I don't want to cook. I don't want to do anything. I just want to play with my kids' toys. Because <laughs> they. <laughs> Wow, it's a complete role stuff. reversal. I want you to be my mom. <laughs> hey, by the way, can you get to your therapist number? I want yeah. to give it to our kids. That's <laughs> I'll send mom, it, yeah. My mom played with my toys all no, day. they get good stuff. And, of course, and there's of a there's a game. It's a 3D maze. It's called Perplexus. It is so much fun. And Did my, they get that last year? My oldest has gotten a different Perplexus 
for two years in a row. And I just spoiler kinda, alert this year. Right. I tell you what was fun. Last night we went to uh, 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 It's a Wonderful Life at the movie theater in downtown Grapevine. <gasps> oh, oh, are they doing the, the showing? That. Yes. Oh. And I had never seen that all the way through nonstop. What? I know. I've seen pieces. How was it at the theater? It had to be bigger. Was it spectac- <laughs> Was it great though? I Much mean? larger. <laughs> was it? Uh, I no, it was. Movie. It was a lot of fun, and I had never. Uh, Did it's you funny. know it did not get good reviews when it came out? And I, and listen, and Capra stuff that. in general. They well, a lot of the. This was a lot of the Hollywood people thought. Right. I was just reading some some stuff on it not yeah. long ago that they thought it was campy and silly. Yes. They wanted yes. to, you know, these continental type, you know, highbrow, whatever. Right. And his stuff is amazing. It's yeah. a Wonderful Life is spectacular. It really yeah. is. It is a must see every single mm-hmm. year. I never get tired of that movie. One thing that it. you do notice though in in when it's up on the big screen is Lionel Barrymore is wearing a skull cap. Oh, can you see? Yeah, you can see it. it when they blow it up that large, you can see the skull cap. Potter. Yeah. Potter. Wow. Um, that's that that's great. fun. So, yeah, because a lot of people that have certain uh, movies that are traditions on Christmas right. as well, uh, we would always watch Christmas Story. Yes. And that was one that they always did during Thanksgiving as well. Fragile. Uh, a lot of people. Fragile. <laughs> it's Italian. It's a major <laughs> award. Um, a buddy of mine, actually a couple friends of mine, including Cal on my radio uh-huh. show, um, they do planes, trains, and automobiles on Thanksgiving. Oh, That's a tradition yeah. they sit down and watch, which is hilarious movie yes, as well. Yeah, those aren't pillows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, so, but we would always do the Christmas Eve thing too. So it was yeah. this big family fun event and, it changes over the years, you know, family members oh. die, you become the parents, you know, yeah. things go on. Just interesting. Yeah. But it, I realized something, and this is going to sound kind of obvious, if, but if you've never really thought about it consciously in the front of your mind, it's kind of interesting that when you think of Christmas and you think of Christmas traditions and what makes Christmas, certain carols, certain movies, yes. whatever, it's all what you learned as a child. Right. So whatever your parents did, whatever you experienced growing up, that is Christmas. Even if you have new traditions, Christmas is There's still st- that thing. It's a very nostalgic sort it of. It is. The tree, the way the tree looks, yep. even if you like different colored trees or whatever it is, it's still Christmas, this thing. So as we become parents and we think, wow, that's Christmas or whatever, millennial generation, younger, whatever, all of this stuff around them, mm-hmm. Elf, the movie Elf. Yes that came out when I was an adult yeah. is now a Christmas classic and this is part of Christmas right. to them. Whereas Rudolph yes, is like, oh, well, yeah, it's out there. It's on not. TV, right. once a year, When he talked with the dogs and he had, he had to talk like this. She said, I'm huge, yeah. I'm huge, right? right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that one. But it, I find that really interesting. So what you're doing with your children now, uh-huh. that becomes, so this um, so odd pajamas up, thing Carrie. you have going on in public, pajamas in public thing you right. have, that's going to be what Christmas is. It's leading down some road that you right. don't want to go down. I'm okay with it. Sweet cheeks. Right. Exactly. Your sweet cheeks Christmas is what they're going to show. I didn't so. get the sweet cheeks because I thought that would not be appropriate. Oh, it's another sweet cheeks Christmas. As far as Carrie this broadcast is concerned, she didn't get them, right? Uh, but yeah, so that is Christmas to you. So Christmas. Sweet cheeks is not Christmas. Jammies, being with the family, that, that is, I mean, well, Christ is Christmas sure. to me, but family traditions. Um, now, yeah. is, uh, is, do you do a Christmas dinner? Is there a full Christmas, me- Christmas day dinner? Is there a Christmas Eve? Is food a part of that? Um, food is always a part of everything, <laughs> sure. but I don't, I, I make sure that it is a low maintenance meal. So like two on the 23rd, so I'm going to make... Hot Pockets? No, gross. No, on the 23rd, <laughs> I'm going to make a big Pizza turkey rolls. meal. 
again. We're having pizza it's rolls. It's Tatino's again. I'm sorry. I'm That's sorry. low maintenance. No. Okay, a little more maintenance. We'll explain what this is. So on the 23rd, I'm going to make a big, because Thanksgiving, I love to make a big meal, but this Thanksgiving, we were out of town. So I'm going to do that on the 23rd, and then I'll make the turkey carcass soup. On Christmas. So oh, that sounds to. good. I'd like it some is. turkey you know what, carcass Brad? soup, Can you please? just call it turkey soup? Can you leave out carcass? <laughs> I'm sorry, oh. even though it's what it is, carcass is not a good... Come on. Hey. How many times have you seen carcass on a menu? Sweet cheese is making some of that turkey carcass <laughs> soup again. Welcome to Applebee's. Woo. Can I take your order? Well, Whatever. tell me about your beef carcass. You know I, I, make beef. Soup. I make amazing soup. I'm not amazing saying it's soup. not. It's the marketing. It's, carcass. Check out that well, carcass. Marcus, would I you? Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm yeah. just gonna sit here and drink my tea. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll it's make about soup. Marketing. I will make soup. I've made um, like roast beef in the crock pot before for Christmas. It just has to be very low maintenance because I'm not gonna spend my day in the kitchen. I'm gonna spend my day playing with my kids. I'm considering <laughs> um, like uh, pork cadaver is what I'm thinking for Christmas this or year. Bacon. Something like that. <laughs> Pheasant corpse. I love that. All right, I'm going to just rewind that a little bit. So on Christmas, I'm going to make turkey soup. Wonderful. That's better. Wow, that sounds great. Sounds really interesting. (laughs) Really good stuff. Um, Yeah, so we always do uh, a traditional big meal, and it's usually pretty much Thanksgiving dinner again, that type of thing. But a lot of times we'll incorporate something else. I think this year, though, my wife's grandmother, so my son's great-grandmother is with us as well. So it's my wife and I, uh, one of my sons and her mother and Mm mother-in-law, or her mother and grandmother, um, are all going to sit down. So I'm thinking about doing uh, what I made on Glenn Beck's program his radio program around Christmas, and it's a oh. ten. Did you have any of that? I didn't have any. Wait, I was leaving it? that day. This I is, this is one of the we'll most, um, and it's oh. so simple. It's a full tenderloin. So you take the, the yes. whole tenderloin and you split it, uh-huh. and then you fill it with lobster tails. Okay, mm. now you got to cook them. Pork and lobster. I don't know. That's no, no, uh, beef weird. tender. Oh, beef. Yeah, beef okay. tender. Okay. Lobster tails, okay. and they're cooked about two thirds of the way through because it doesn't get real hot sure. in there. And then you spoon around them a little mixture that you've made ahead of time, and it's basically chopped, finely chopped mushrooms, really finely chopped, mm-hmm. sautéed in butter and spices and herbs or whatever. You put that in there, stitch it up, and bake it. Now you're saying to yourself, wow, surf and turf sounds pretty good. Right. I like those things. I don't know what happens with the mushrooms and the butter in there something, and the flavors together. You're talking too fast. Talk slower. Talk is it, slower. So is oh, it- my God. <laughs> Let me savor this. Right. Oh, it is. Yeah. I mean, you guys had it, right? Yeah. Tremendous. Wait. Oh, the staff. Yeah. I missed it. I know. I was. I invited I was, you to work on that I was day. Sorry, I had I to leave. I don't remember being invited to work on. Yes, that day. I said, were you guys going to be around on that day? So it was sensational. Yeah. So I think I'm going to do that as well. For Wednesday or Thursday. I have a problem with tenderloin anyway. Okay. Wait a minute. What day are you doing that? I'm going to do that at home on Christmas oh. Day. I think you You're should do it, it here. here. No, no, no. That could be our whole whatever. spoons. Yeah, okay. In fact, I'm going to tell you about my problem with tenderloin. We'll talk a little bit more about Christmas traditions. Some of your thoughts. Please tweet at us at Doc Thompson Show, at The Blaze Carry, and at The Blaze Brad. We'll take some of those coming up on the Pat Stew Program. <laughs> In 
individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. I, I admittedly, I have a bit of a problem with, uh, with beef tenderloin. Uh, I could actually join a, a 12-step program for beef tenderloin. But do you want to? I don't want to. I mean, it's only a problem if it stops loving me as much as I love it. And so far, it's been fine. I love the beef tenderloin and can't stop. So a few years ago, Christmas Eve, my whole family would get together on Christmas Eve, and we'd do Christmas Day as well. But Christmas Eve was more of the, the fun. The celebra- that was the yes. party. Christmas Day, it was gifts and that. And yes. then kind of a sit around, just kind of yep. decompress, eat a big dinner, that type of thing. So Christmas Eve, it was always like big food and whatever. And mom would always cook a tenderloin, sometimes a couple of them. Mm-hmm. And just, I mean, nothing fancy as far as tenderloin. Just put it in the pan. No lobster tail. No. Okay. He added Seasoning. That yeah, cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Seasoning in the oven. You bake the things. Oh, yeah. just like, right. great. So... A few years ago, I'm, uh, I'm at dinner, and I uh, start uh, pouring a couple glasses of wine for myself. <laughs> and then I add a couple more, and uh, the tenderloin comes out of the oven, and I'm staying and talking to my mom, and I'm sawing hunks of the tenderloin no. off, and I'm eating the, the wine, I'm drinking the wine, and I'm just... It's a bad I'm, story. No, no, it's, uh, it's a pretty good story, actually. <laughs> but I'm, I've been known to talk a lot. And I'm pretty, I know, I know. Whoa. And loud. You should really find a job no. that I should. supports that. I'm looking into it. That's my okay, New Year's good, resolution. Good, 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 good. I'm sawing hunks of the meat off, and I'm, ha, 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 yeah, the Christmas last year. <laughs> I mean, it's just over the top. And Obama, right? And I'm just going like this. And uh, finally, I look down. There's like three quarters of one of the tenderloin gone. Oh, my God. I go Your to my mom, mom and I go, did you? <laughs> Did you put this tenderloin on? She goes, no, you're the only one eating it so far. And I was like, there's like three quarters of it gone. She goes, I know. I've been sitting there watching you eat it. Oh my I was God. wondering if you were going to polish the thing off. <laughs> and I was like, you're telling me I just ate three quarters of a tenderloin. And she goes, yes. And I go, what about the wine? She goes, that's all yours as well. And I was like, okay, this is a, this is a bit of a problem. Now, the worst part was I was sitting there thinking... I could have tenderloin. <laughs> well, did you? Not as a, as far as anybody did knows. Did she make right. more than one? There was two that year, which okay. is good. So one for Doc and one for everyone else. I may have consumed the equivalent of the other. Oh my gosh! Part of that tenderloin. So, I I How know much? if I went to one of those like fifty-seven ounce steak or mm-hmm. the old seventy-three or whatever oh, they have. There's one. We went to one in Amarillo, and that was uh, is the, it seventy-five? Like, it's seventy-two, but it's okay. seventy-two with a baked potato, a salad, a roll. Like you have to eat all of it, and um, within an hour, the record holder, I think currently is like a hundred. 30-pound house mom? Yeah. I, see, it's not even the potatoes and that. It's the fat. I'm not a big fat fan. And if you got oh, a lot of this fat... a little gristle and fat. Yeah, gristle oh, and fat's cool. going to well, be not a little... Gristle. Gristle's different than fat. Mm. I that pick, is true. I pick fat, you, fat you, off of oh, bacon. No. <laughs> what? 
What's How does wrong it come off you? of the bacon? It's so, all it's all fat. I That's what bacon oh, no, no, is. No, no. That's fat there's is like so a Tiny strip of meat. So if I'm if we have real bacon, I take off the fat because that's absolutely disgusting. It ruins bacon for me. So yeah. So <laughs> everybody knows if there's if I'm coming to dinner and there's tenderloin, just there better be a lot of tenderloin, a something like that, or keep me away. So I have a bit of an issue with those things. Is that why you put the lobster tails in it? So it's that extra. No, no, no. I of... just uh, this buddy of mine made it on the Glenn Beck program, the chef, um, the Food Biz Pro, oh. and uh, we tried it. It was sensational. And I'm like, hey, let's try this. But I'm thinking of doing a separate second one. The only Just thing better you. would be chocolate cake in a beef tenderloin. We'll see. Cake. Whip? <laughs> oh, no. Stuff it right in it. Just Okay, I don't get in the whole uh, pie cake in and all that stuff. I don't understand that stuff. That's because you're obviously a foreigner. No, no, I just, I'm a purist when it comes to certain things. Mm-hmm. I mean, brownies by themselves need no help. Cake needs no, no help. Cookies, right. pie. Pie doesn't need any help. A good apple pie, a good pumpkin pie, it needs no help. It's it, like it having super friends. If one super superhero is good, super friends are even better. Yes, they, they, you, they don't become one superhero. You don't like, put Batman inside be. of Superman. That's not how it happens. They <laughs> I ride, don't even they ride want together. to know what, where Brad is going to take this. Just stop now. Stop now. <laughs> now, do you, uh, do you bake around the holidays? Look, there's some Trump perfume back here. Who knew? Do you bake at the holidays? I, is there? I do. That's the one time of year that I bake cookies, um, because otherwise, throughout the year, I will eat the cookies. And what kind I of bake. cookies? Well, I, I always make snickerdoodles that's, and That's acceptable. Hang on. Let me, I'll, that's on my list. Good. You can do those. Yes. Yes. And then we do the little <laughs> haystack cookies. We always call them Chinese cookies because they have the chow mein noodles in them. Um, those are Awesome. And then this year, this year I made some coconut haystack. No, 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 no. It has no coconut in it. It's it's like butterscotch and chocolate. Yeah, I know what she's talking about. Yeah, you've had them before. They're 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 really good. Sounds weak. I got to tell you. No, it sounds pretty weak. I'm going to bring some in then. Okay, that's fine. I'm just saying right now it sounds weak. You bring some in tomorrow and some of your snickerdoodles. I will have to bake some more because we already are out of cookies. But I made cashew brittle, too, and that was really good. I haven't made that in years and I made that. Shows off in 30 minutes. Wow, that means you've uh, got another 22 hours. So are those, were those Nebraska cookies? Um, the, the haystacks, the snickerdoodles were. That was um, a we did, Yes, we did um, sugar cookies also. But every time I make sugar cookies as an adult, I fail. I don't know what I do wrong. But I'll they be the don't, judge of that. Yeah, that seems. They don't. They, every time I try to roll them out, they just kind of. You need more egg. My, more yeah, egg. I was going to say, you gotta, you're got you missing some, some ingredients. Well, and you're also trying to put stuff like applesauce instead of oil in it. Right. Not in... I do that Okay, in, see, that's it right there. I that's, made pumpkin donuts, and I did that in the pumpkin donuts. Okay, see, here's the thing. <laughs> and I do that in brownies and cakes, and they're just, phenomenal. Just just make the stuff. That's it. Just just go ahead and make it. I can't... Why? What, what, are you, what are you hoping to accomplish by putting the other stuff in it? It's... What's that illusion thing we're it's talking healthy, about? It's healthy. But no, I actually... I do... You're trying to make it healthier. I'm trying to make no, it healthier. No, why? That's supposed and to be healthy. A cookie is a horrible. cookie. That's right. A brownie's a brownie. Let them be. You've not tasted my snickerdoodles and or my cake or my brownies, which are phenomenal. And, and I guess you have always. 22 hours right, I'm to bring in. them up and bring them in. Just go ahead and let it... Just make the cookies. That's yeah. it. I just like to have a healthier option. Why? Because I do. You know what they say... Eat well, don't drink, like don't the, smoke, and die anyway. But how about, well, it, yes, it's like we healthy all bacon. will die. That is healthy bacon. What are you? Right. What are you doing healthy bacon for? Because What's it's bacon. Because it doesn't it, need help. It doesn't need altered. It's good just like it is. In fact, bacon is how I know God loves me. 
Mm-hmm. It's one of the ways I know God loves I me. I thought that was beer. Beer is another way I know okay. God loves me. There's lots of food lots ways of I know stingles. God loves me, but bacon is... <laughs> Is it? That's, uh, you don't alter. Just see, we, we got to talk alter. about this. We got to talk. We will. This is we will. I'm going to bring in proof that healthy desserts can be delicious. Or and they're not even healthy. They're still cookies. Okay. They're just can modified you just bring slightly. in the cookies and forget about the healthy part? Okay. Mm. You just right. wait. You're going to be just amazed at the deliciousness of. We'll see. We'll see. She's okay. going to do that. We also have a spoon segment coming up. What are we trying, by the way? Uh, hot chocolate. But I can't wait. We're going to talk about. I've had hot chocolate. Another the... a Canadian spoons type segment we're gonna oh i know what this is this is such a failure such a fit i imagine this is kind of what we would experience we try your haystack no but we'll see okay the holidays and of course a lot of people pretty happy that uh, it looks like it's going to be as you say a white christmas there's areas of the country that's white but it's certainly a cold it's christmas cold. for a lot it's a cold christmas i am out i've had enough white and cold christmases i got my fill of that when i was a kid and yep. now uh, i've been considering like florida i was gonna to say the yeah, older yeah. you get the more you understand why people move to florida but you know what i'm out i've i've now i'm no longer florida ecuador <laughs> and another week or two of the cold weather, and it's the sun. Yep. yep. I'm yep. like, it's uh, Mercury. That's where I'll be heading. And then, I mean, just, I can't get warm anymore with this I stuff. I don't know what it is. It's just old age, I guess. Yep. Um, but I saw a picture of uh, Lighthouse. I think this is Lake, Lake Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. That is is pretty cool, though. I still think it's it's beautiful. I just can't handle being around the cold anymore. Look at that. Wow. That is Look incredible. at it, and this is apparently drone footage, they said. Um, oh, okay. And look at that water. Doesn't that look, you just want to dive right into that water. Do we know what part of Michigan this is? Do we know what area? The cold part. It's the cold that's, part. That's all water. of Michigan. It's just cold and yeah. colder. And by the way, it's the lake part. Yes. It's one of four. Uh-huh. Yeah, lake it's Michigan. called the Great Lake State for a reason. It, doesn't uh, that look like a, just a fairy tale <laughs> castle? Oh, it's St. Joseph. Lake Michigan, okay. Where they make the aspirin. It's, uh, That's where they make aspirin? Isn't that St. Joseph's Children's Aspirin? Okay. Oh, my God. There's, uh, Thank you. That yeah. was a reach. <laughs> Michigan is the also the mitten state. It's shaped yes. like this. Yep. It's one of the coolest things about when you live in Michigan. You're like up from right here, 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 whatever. Yeah. But it actually touches uh, four of the five Great Lakes. Oh. So it could be any of them, whatever. But, um, but yeah, and I grew up on Lake Erie, which is kind of diagonally across the, mm-hmm. the lake. What, are the, what are the five Great Lakes? Remember how to remember that? Uh, I didn't ever use the pneumatic Holmes. device. Holmes. H-O-M-E-S. You're on Ontario, Michigan, Erie, Superior. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's uh, that type of scene with the ice built up on stuff is yeah. just all along the coast. In fact, my mom has a house on Lake Erie still. Oh, wow. And it is always pretty, no matter how. Ice what is, is really it beautiful. Is, yeah. Pretty it's from really a distance. Yes. It's pretty when you're up there. Yeah, it's you know, cold, actually, but it's still I actually pretty. like... Um, Winter and snow for two weeks. If I could have it two weeks out of the year and then done. Oh, fine. yeah, that's it. Well, and I figured out part of the problem. Although I don't like the cold, the real problem is trying to get around in your everyday life when it's this cold. So so if you say, okay, I'm on vacation for a week and we're going snow country and it's yep. a holiday and we're all just doing our thing and you bundle up, it's kind of romantic, yep. you know, notions, whatever, and that's fine. But when you got to get up 
every day no. for work. Nope. And you go out there, the mm-hmm. car, nope. and there's ice on it and snow. And you're, that is a horrible existence when you're in the Midwest oh. or, or Great Lakes region. You learn new words every morning. Oh, yeah. A lot <laughs> of curse words. in front yeah. of the kids. So you, it, this is, even though I grew up in it, you go out to the car and you know or should know it's going to take you an extra 20 minutes to clean right. off your car. You still allow the same, and you're like, oh, crap, now I'm going to be late. You're brushing the car right. off. And I'm one of the clear this much. Oh, oh yes. Mm-hmm. I can see. Right. Can and you're, see. I'm driving like this, you know. Yeah. Whatever. That's <laughs> you need. See, I, I can't imagine that the remote car starter industry isn't going gangbusters up there. Oh yeah. You oh, just look yeah. out the window, mm-hmm. hit the button, start the car, and yep. then wait thirty minutes and go outside. But you have to remember to yeah. do that and whatever else. So yeah, it's uh, that. That's a big thing for me. And even little stuff like, okay, you're not going to work. You get home from work. You got to do whatever it is around the house or whatever. If it's cold, so I'm going to go out in the garage and work on. No, it. it's cold out there. No. Right? I mean, everything I you got to do is an issue. I paralyzed by cold. I just stand in one place going, I don't know yeah. what to do. So, pretty but <laughs> certainly not fun right now. No. Okay, so there's a television station in Canada that had a cooking segment. They had a cooking segment. So apparently for the entire week, these newscasters <clears throat> would bring in their home-cooked Christmas tradition. <laughs> much like your haystacks food. and snickerdoodles. Much like, yes, much okay. like I'm going to do. And this woman brought in, she brought in her traditional standby, which is a Safeway fruitcake. And her family was Safeway giving, fruitcake. Is that yes. one of the managers? Hey, oh, the effeminate Hi-o. manager. <laughs> so welcome to Safeway. It's fabulous. Her family was giving her a hard time about not baking something, not cooking something. So she wait, decided, wait, wait, wait. Her standby is fruitcake. Her, yes, A, her standby is fruitcake. B, it's home, or not homemade, it's store-bought. So you already know she does not have kitchen skills, right? So she decides wow. she's going to make, she's going to make and an artichoke dip. she needs kitchen dip. skills. And it is, we have the video, right? you got to watch this video. Okay, well, but hang on a second. Oh, so yeah. had she made this other, this thing she, before? No, no, she had never, it, it, from what I understand, she had never made, she, she tells you right up front, something went horribly mm-hmm. wrong with Okay. She knows it's going to be horrible. So and she thought. Her, her, her okay. She thought the best time for me to try out a recipe is, is on yep. the air. television live. Yes. You don't and her do a run through. Look physically scared. Okay, they let me are see just. This oh, let me see. it's All hilarious. Right. You got to watch this. It's so great. <laughs> Does it smell, Scott? It's like vinegar or something. So I thought it smelled like a barn. Oh, tell. Why are we rubbing rude? We sh- we have no, no. It didn't work out. I'm telling you right work. now. Sorry. This did not work out. Um, so, uh, it's artichoke Too much, dip. too much. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, is it edible? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, first, I'm like, that's not that bad, but the vinegar. But there's no vinegar in there. So here's what happens. <laughs> that's like all that I can uh-huh. taste is vinegar. Uh-huh. All I can taste is vinegar and there's no vinegar. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, so... Like it's got. I'm not trying to be rude here. It's okay. I agree with you. I totally agree with you. (laughs) It's already choked it, but something went terribly wrong. I love this. So then she's talking about, she talks about what she put in it. She said, well, I didn't have a lemon, so I cut up an orange. (laughs) Okay, wait a minute. I know. Wait, that's not a substitute. They're citrus fruits, so they must be the same. Yeah. I mean, certain things you could substitute, but not orange for lemon. My favorite, my favorite, though, is, well, I didn't know what seasonings to put in, so I used celery, salt, and oregano. 
Okay. Surely that's a setup. Wait Those a minute. It has would to never be, be I would my think. standby. Oh, these go in everything. No. Well, celery salt's very, you don't use, like garlic you could put in everything. Garlic? You, you can, can literally actually put. Actually, garlic in an artichoke dip would is be fine. fine. Well, garlic goes in everything. Even yeah. sweet stuff you could right. technically put right. garlic in. Right. You may not want to, but you, it would not be a complete fail. I've had garlic ice cream. It's kind of sweet. It's actually not horrible. So, so but celery the, salt's kind of. Orange, the celery salt, <laughs> the oregano, and artichoke. So she that, starts with artichokes. I guess. And she said bad artichokes? Well, she was she was trying to figure out what went wrong with this. So okay. she said maybe I saw that movie, they were bad, bad artichokes. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So here's my surprise for Christmas, my go-to dish. You start yes. with rotten artichokes. Yeah. Throw some, <laughs> throw some oranges in it. More celery salt is what you need. Wow, yes. that's a horrible fail. It's really bad. And oh. I just love her co-hosts that they even actually attempted to eat it. This guy didn't. He didn't even eat anything. He just laughed the whole okay. time. They Where, what's with the vinegar? They said it tastes like vinegar. They, there is something in the chemical makeup of those of that mixture that makes it taste and smell like, like vinegar. So they're all saying, I can't get past orange. the vinegar. I can't get past the vinegar. There's, there's no, no vinegar. vinegar. There's okay, no vinegar. Okay, so it's something in making it sour and vinegary. Now, Brad, you're right. This is the type of thing I would have to call BS and say it looks like a bit of a like a yeah. setup type thing. Somebody said something. Except somebody up. I don't think they're that good at actors. No, that is. I mean, real. The, the guy on the end when he this is the look at his face. He takes a bite and he's like, yeah. Yeah. right. He's gagging. But I'm like, she doesn't pretty... know. But the, but the one who made it doesn't seem all that horrified. She, well, no, because she knows not, she's she accepted knows it's a fail right off from the from the very beginning. She holds it out and she says. It doesn't look like it's supposed to. <laughs> wow. Here, like this is awful. Try this. Yeah, basically. It's the spoiled milk phenomenon. It, it, it if you smell spoiled is. milk, this is, oh, this is all, here, Try smell. this. Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely it. Well, look at and her stirring it. I think she's hoping to bring it yes. back at some yeah. point. She really just keeps stirring there's it going, maybe there's a gelatinous. piece in this that's really, really good. Yeah. That's... No, and, and she says, I mean, clearly she's not a cook. She got pressured into making something because her family was giving her a hard time, and she just... Uber That'll mail. teach you when your when your go to is Safeway fruitcake. Don't wander too far off the well, trail. And you don't trust <laughs> that person's like, taste buds necessarily. Her poor family, though, that yeah. they're like, oh, thank God the fruitcake's back. <laughs> <laughs> thank God, mom just got fruitcake this year. Yeah. <laughs> she stopped Life poisoning us with artich <laughs> and artichoke dip. This is, I mean, so she comes, okay, you got to cook something for the program. You're right. sitting in their little meeting, right? You got to, what are you going to do? And she's like, artichoke dip. I mean, <laughs> have you ever had that? Like no. Maybe it's a Canadian thing. We should ask Bailey. <laughs> Bailey's got Canadian. Bailey's half roots. Canadian. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. That seems there's so many simple. She could have gone here's like Pillsbury cinnamon rolls or something. Mm -hmm. I, right. She could have done something like Technically, that. Technically, she would have baked it then. She would have put it in the oven. Oh, and I'm sorry. I dropped the little topping that comes on it. So I just replaced it with Tabasco. I don't know, right? It's just <laughs> I a, thought it would work. Ooh, I that actually was good. I added good. some oregano. <laughs> salt, celery salt. Okay. Wow, really yes. big fail there. Sounds really good, though. I've never understood the people that can't at least, like, <laughs> follow the recipe. I'm I mean, if you're not going to be great, I understand. Follow but basic a ton of recipe? recipe. I actually, you know, kind of use a recipe as a guideline, but I know better. I know kind of what. What you pairs. can substitute, right? Yes. You got it. Not everybody's going to be a good cook. I got that. I'm okay, that's okay at it. But following but a recipe. Can't you at least follow the recipe? It's following directions. Yeah, you can't it do that. It is following directions. Anyone should be able to do. One that. of the things I do, like, let's say I'm going to make artichoke dip. 
I'll look up like 10 different recipes and go, I'll try these different pieces. Yep. Usually it works. Sometimes it's a slight fail, but it's never a, I'm gagging because it tastes like vinegar. I think we should try to make artichoke dip tomorrow. I think we should. We're going to see. All right. See if we can do it. Let's get a break in here. Come back with spoons. Yay. Pat's doing Jeffy. I have artichoke dip. It's Doc Carey and Brad. (laughs) No, I don't. Familiarity with All right, we sample the products so you don't have to. We're your guinea pigs, I guess, what this is. So uh, a whole uh, series of... Again, from World Market. Again, from World Market, different flavored hot chocolates. I love me some this good hot chocolate. This isn't a flavor. A flavor? This isn't a flavor. This is just pink. Well, that's, I guess, a flavor. That's like red velvet. So what flavor is red velvet? It's just chocolate with red food dye. Yeah, it's not a lot of. It's not chocolate though. It's not chocolate cake. It's it's red flavored. It is red chocolate velvet. cake All right. with red. So okay. I'm trying the vanilla cocoa cream, the most normal. You're trying the I'm pink trying flavor. I'm trying pink hot chocolate. And Brad has bacon, and I like bacon. This um, wow, this is really good actually. Okay. Okay, mine is sensational. Okay. Really this good. Isn't, this isn't too bad. This, this is pretty good. All right, let me try, Brad. I want to try, try the bacon. Okay, it's not. It, it tastes better than it smells. Hold on. It smells... Um, bacon, is, this smells, smells really um, uh, smoky. This, it smells this like smells the bottom like of a shoe. Yeah, kind of. It does. Okay, let me tell you something about this bacon-flavored hot chocolate. Barnyard. I love wow. bacon. Ooh, nope. And that is horrible. Nope. That I'm going to stick with the pink. Really bad. Are you kidding? You thought it was okay? No, I, oh. I I thought it tasted better than it smelled. It tastes like they did you just smell the, did you smell the package? Yeah, I did. It no, tastes it tastes like it smells, but with chocolate. See, I could see this actually working. Bacon and chocolate work together. This just Salt tastes in, like they poured smoke like flavoring baked smoke in flavor in it, it yeah. which I hate. That's horrible. That's try it. Try what? it. <laughs> try it. Drink some more. Drink some more. Finish see, it. See, make what? sure I'm right about it that it's horrible. Hey, it's can not we get as bad as it smells? Can we get some celery salt? I think that's what it's missing. It does have a slight taste of vinegar. Okay, i got to try the pink. It tastes artificial. Okay, let me see. Is this like, what is this flavor supposed to be? Yours is the best. It tastes like it has marshmallows already melted in it. That just tastes weird. Haven't you yeah, guys? No, it it's not bad. It's just, yeah, artificial. It's artificial. This, you, you got the best. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, can we afford like six cups? No, no, you can't do that or whatever. <laughs> Finish that up, though, would you? Because we can't waste that stuff around this here. Is, hold on. I you know what the stuff Try the pink. Try the pink flavor. I'm trying to see how much I get Brad to drink with it. That's really bad. The pink is definitely for the packaging because it's Hello Kitty. There's a. uh, Yeah, that's all right. There's a company that gives uh, that provides coffee to the the morning show, Mm -hmm. and it's the official coffee of the morning blaze, my morning radio program. It's American Pride Roasters. If you go to Mm -hmm. AmericanPrideRoasters.com and check it out, they have a Doc Thompson Bacon Blast coffee. Really? That is amazing. And huh. it's not like the novelty smoke flavor. It just has, it's like this. You drink the they coffee and you go, it's, it's like I was, uh, you know, out and got a good cup of coffee and also had bacon a little while ago. So like the idea of bacon is kind of in your mind. <laughs> this just tastes like they poured liquid smoke into your. It, it really, it doesn't have a bacon flavor. It has a smoke flavor. I, just, I don't know. Maybe uh, try it again. Cause I think you're not giving it a full <laughs> shake here. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is not nearly as bad as it smells. No. By the way, is. we just had an update. Brad will not be with us tomorrow because likely <laughs> he's going to be too sick to come in. But uh, we'll you, have a suitable replacement. If you've never had a good stomach pumping, you don't know. You haven't lived. Here's what I want you to do. You go to World Market and you pick some of these up, right? You make the nice cookie, but you pick yep. one of those up. It's kind of like the pepper gum that you'd give your friends as a kid. Here, you want a piece of gum? Yep. So on Christmas Eve, you make cocoa elephant. for everybody and you slip this mm -hmm. one to your obnoxious cousin who tells you how much they love Lena Dunham. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Are we going to talk about that story tomorrow? We, tomorrow we likely will. Yeah. So you go, here, Sarah. You're the Lena Dunham. I mean, here you go, Sarah. Here's some coffee. special hot chocolate for you. Yeah, you don't even tell her. And so while everybody else is going, oh, this is this great is hot great. chocolate, she's yeah. like, what the hell's the matter with my? What'd you put in it? Not that Nothing. I just made hot chocolate. What do you... You're talking about See, there. I think I've gone nose blind to it, too, because now I can't even smell the badness. <laughs> All right, well, yeah. enjoy. It's Redneck Cafe. All right, very Heck good. Heck, y'all. Heck, yeah, I'll try it. That's what it says. On After the, the program, uh, we'll be pretty active on Twitter, so if you would follow at Doc Thompson Show, and it's at The Blaze Carey. K-A-R-I. 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 And an A and one R, not set of two. The Blaze Brad as well, and you can follow us, and we'll engage with a little bit after the program. Don't forget, tomorrow morning on the Blaze Radio Network, please join me. Just go to theblaze.com and click on radio. And then tomorrow, I'll be on this program as well as pinch hitting for the Glenn Beck Radio Program. We'll wow, you're doing triple duty. You get triple, triple pay. I get extra hot sauce and bacon. This is not bad. I'm surprised. More. Than